Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. The mission of Zillow and Showing Time Plus has been the same before and after all the commission lawsuit stuff of late, and that's to provide the best possible experience for the consumer. I think, I mean, I'm sure everybody's well aware of what's going on at NAR, but I, I can honestly say that I don't think it's changed Zillow's strategy on what remains kind of the North Star of the company, which is create a great experience for the consumer. And within Showing Time Plus, that doesn't change the rule that we want to provide a great value to our customers. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt. I'm the Senior Director of Data and Content for HousingWire and Real Trends. And today I'd like to welcome Mike Lane. He is the president of Showing Time Plus. We had Mike on the Real Trending podcast last year to talk about data privacy. And today we're going to talk about the real estate digital transformation and industry trends. So welcome, Mike. Thank you, Tracy. Good to be here. Yeah, I want to start out with a little bit. Um, I think the last time we talked, um, we were discussing kind of the Zillow Showing Time partnership. It's now become Showing Time Plus. So why don't you just start with a little update about what the product is today um, to so our audience has a better understanding? Sure. Boy, there's a lot to talk about in in just the last year. I think when we spoke last, we were still calling ourselves Zillow Real Estate Software Group. So we were one of a handful of software companies within Zillow Group. And we spent, oh, I don't know, I think it was maybe the first six months or a year operating like that. And I continued on at that point, I was still president of Showing Time and general manager, president and general manager of Showing Time within Zillow Group. And then we rebranded last fall, which was probably the biggest thing that happened in the last year. We went from being Showing Time to Showing Time Plus, the Showing Time Plus became Zillow's industry brand for all of the Zillow-owned software and technology companies that are offered to brokers, agents, teams, realtor associations, multiple listing services. And that was kind of a big change. That brought Dotloop and the various Dotloop products, Showing Time, Bridge Interactive, and then all of our new products that we brought to market in the last year. And those are uh, our listing media services, which is the kind of the used to be known as Zillow's rich media RMX products. And we've got a brand new product called Listing Showcase. So we've rebranded, reorganized uh, my new role. Since that happened, I'm vice president of enterprise sales and industry for Showing Time Plus. So my responsibility went from being kind of the deep expert in Showing Time products to Heading up sales for all the brands and showing time. 
months. Okay, great. A busy year. I want to talk about the market a little bit um, because it's a you know very low inventory market, and I want to know how it's impacted your product and whether you're developing any new partnerships or services that can really help um, agents in today's market. It's a great question. Listing inventory is way down, right? It's no surprise to everybody, and that's had lots of effects in different places in the industry. For us, that's caused us to think about how we price our products, how we bring them to market, how they're going to get used. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is the showing time product, which obviously I'm pretty close to. We look at how we packaged our appointment center offering in the last year. And we have, yeah, so we changed our strategy on how to go to market with showing time products. So we, we repackaged them quite, you know, the, the gist of it was to make it more affordable, basically. We lowered the price. We made it consistent pricing across all markets. We added new tools that we thought would be most meaningful to agents, particularly if we knew that they were on a tighter budget in the current economy. That was very well received by the market. We set, you know, you always set goals for your business. And we had a certain number of agents that we wanted to... Um, sell the product to or to have them embrace it. And we we found that the market was very receptive to repricing and adding additional reports and services. So that was one thing that I'd say we responded to the market on. The other one, which is um, our brand new products. So Listing Media and Listing Showcase, which are new, are products that are meant to help an agent differentiate themselves and to win listings in particular. And I think, you know, when the when there is as little inventory as there is right now, agents are really fighting to win a listing agreement because there's just not as many of them. And it is the best time ever to be introducing kind of a new product that is focused on winning listings. So, and we did that with kind of the same mindset. We brought the new products out. Um, we priced them to get them to market, to make them affordable, but also to give the agents that decide to partner with us something really unique that will help them. And I think more than ever, you know, I've seen the industry go through multiple economic cycles over the last 23 years. And, and this is just another one of those. It is the perfect time to be bringing out kind of a marketing product for agents to differentiate themselves. So in the slow inventory, I think those are the good things. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it, I'm curious how the showings go, you know, as far as, with the inventory issue, obviously you don't have as many houses on the market. Some markets are better than others. I mean, I interviewed an agent from Miami Beach who she said that, um, you know, showings, listings, first of all, she's doing really well with them. And um, there are tons of showings on her listings. Um, she's still getting multiple offers. So I guess it depends on where you are in the country. I see the same thing. We have, you know, we're in lots of different markets. Inventory is low. You do, st in, you know, Agents will say that there's not as many transactions and it's slower, but the homes that are on the market are still getting a heavy amount of foot traffic, and a lot of showings. I hear the same thing. Uh, Chicago, where I live, there's certain parts of the city where, where people still are getting multiple offers on their homes. Uh, the part of the city where I live, it, part of it is, you know, supply and demand. You know, we had slightly different market conditions over the last couple of years with, you know, after the pandemic. And now we're in a in a market where interest rates are higher. 
inventory is really low. Um, so you see people, and fighting is not the right word, but they're competing hard to get to get into the limited number of homes that are available. So what we see in kind of our indexes is that you know the the number of showings is still really high, but because the inventory is low, you know our index is the ratio of showings to homes, and there's two ways to make the index go up. One is you hold listings constant, you have more showings of them. Other ways, the same number of showings divided among fewer listings. And I think it's the latter is what we see right now. Fewer listings, but there's still quite a bit of showing activity on those listings. So demand is really high still. Are you seeing any other trends um, with your showing index or uh, even, you know, just in the industry in general? Well, there's, there's always a seasonal trend. And the question is, you know, this is the time of the year when we see activity slowing. You know, the first half of the year is always busier, or in most markets is busier than the second half. We see the normal seasonal trend occurring right now. So we would expect to see fewer listings, uh, fewer showings, the market, you know, cool, I don't say cooling off, but, but slowing down as you would expect this time of year. Um, overall, the index is actually a little bit higher than last year, but I think that's driven by inventory going down for the most part. So we do see the normal seasonal trend, but it is surprising. I think people don't appreciate that we're still, like you said, there's still markets that have competing offers on them. Transactions being settled for above list price is still pretty common. So the market, I think, is you know still slowing down a little bit, but the activity is is up. I would say year over year from what we see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to get into a huge trend right now that every agent is talking about, and that is generative AI or ChatGPT. And I wondered if you're looking at ways to implement this in your product offerings. I realized that artificial intelligence has already been a part of some of the products that you offer, but I'm specifically talking about more like generative AI. Um, is that something that you're looking into or, or already doing? So I'll speak to kind of Zillow as a whole, who I would say got into this space probably ahead of maybe every other company in real estate technology. So Zillow was very early at computer vision, artificial intelligence, generative AI, um, where it affects kind of the, the part of the business that I am the most is the, the photography and rich media products that you were just talking about. And I was trying to think of a, a good example to use for you, for your listeners. But the best one I can think of is when we send our photographers out to produce media for a listing agent. They they take a series of photographs and panoramic photographs and artificial intelligence that's built into the programming will stitch the pictures together. It will look for characteristics of the home in the picture. Um, it will place unique attributes from the photography into the floor plan. So it it figures out the floor plan automatically from the photography, which is really hard to do and unique. But the newest thing that we've added is AI is looking for things like a range or cooktop with four burners on it. And it will put those little specific attributes into the photography or into the floor plan automatically. So that was just 
one example of how we use AI. The other one that I can think of is for this brand new product listing showcase, which has just been out for not quite two months now. The part of what it does is it will suggest to the listing agent how to group the photos that get displayed on Zillow's display of their listing. It will group them automatically based on what the software has learned is most attractive to the home buyer. So it will pick the kind of carousel. You might be, you know, the, the photography carousels have been around for, you know, for a long time where big photographs, they switch out every couple seconds, but that is all done automatically in our listing showcase and listing media services product. So it will do that. And then it will bundle, let's just say, if the kitchen is a main feature of a particular home, it will take the best three photos and organize them for the listing agent so that they don't have to do it. And I think that's just a really good example of how we do it, but it's also what you hear. You know, I'm like everybody else in the industry, learning a lot about AI and I hear the trends. And the first thing that most companies that are incorporating of generative AI is to look for how to make everybody efficient. In, in the example I gave, we're having an agent who would ordinarily have had to load the photos into the software themselves. And now the computer is doing that for them, which is very well aligned with our whole kind of product offering at Showing 10 Plus is to automate the busy work wherever we can and to give that time back to the rate, back to our customers to help them focus on the things that are most important to them. Yeah, but it also, um, you know, has a dual purpose in serving the consumer as well. I mean, and I know Zillow, that is their ultimate, um, you know, customer in a, in a lot of ways is, is providing that consumer experience. So just, just having that, um, you know, idea of, oh, well, kitchens are my thing and the kitchens are going to show up as my first picture because they know that's what I'm most interested in is, is really great as a consumer. Most definitely. I mean, you know that our product people are looking at where consumers spend the most time, what catches their most attention. And the whole basis for all the media products that we've been, that Zillow has been investing in over the years is based on what consumers want and where they spend time and what helps them make a decision. And there's so much useful data to help to be in the right spot at the right time to give consumers what they want and how, and how that's changing right now is amazing. Yeah. And I'm excited. It's exciting to be part of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to throw a question at you and it, you may not have an answer to this one, but I'm going to throw it to you anyway. You know, it's, it's about the commission lawsuits and, you know, several of the settlements are now, we think, um, are going to give brokers the option of not being a member of the National Association of Realtors, not being a member of the MLS, not adhering to the Code of Ethics. This is all hearsay at this point, no confirmation of any of that. But the the rumors are rampant that now the portals are going to, to take over um, for, even though they don't really offer the same services as an MLS. Do you have any thoughts on that? Or I think rumors is the operative word in that. I mean, I would say that the mission of Zillow and Showing Time Plus has been the same before and after all the commission lawsuit stuff of late, and that's to focus on the consumer, to provide the best possible experience for the consumer. 
I will say that I don't think, I mean, I'm sure everybody's well aware of what's going on at NAR, but I, I can't, I can honestly say that I don't think it's changed Zillow's strategy on what remains kind of the North Star of the company, which is create a great experience for the, for the consumer. Um, and within Showing Time Plus, the, you know, it doesn't change the rule that we want to provide a great value to our customers. So I don't know that I answered your question that well there, but you did. I, I mean, it hasn't really changed the way we go about doing our business, to be totally honest. Yeah, I just had to ask because I hear these rumors and to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense anyway. The the missions of the MLS and the portals are are completely different. Um but I, I'm not sure that people really completely understand that. So I just. I think, you know, particularly for a big company like Zillow, mm-hmm. having a mission that that sticks, you know, that you don't have to change the company strategy as things around you change. I think Zillow is a really good example of a company that has a really good strategy that's focused, that will remain constant through all the cycles, through the economic cycles that we talked about. In slowing markets, but also as other things change around it, is totally focused on its mission. And I think that that will serve the company really well over time. Yeah. And um, another question I have for you is, you know, you came in through an acquisition, um, through showing time into Zillow. So now you've had some time to process all of that and you've got some new positions and, and a lot of things happening um, do you have any maybe lessons learned through that process that um, could help other leaders when acquiring a company or, you know, not just a tech company, but, but in general? Oh my gosh, I have a lot of lessons, but so I'm, <laughs> I'm coming up on my two year anniversary since, uh, since our transaction closed and we joined Zillow group. But the, you know, the, the first one that comes to mind is people have to be, ready for change. You know, if you're, I had been at showing time for almost 20 years and, mm-hmm. you know, we'd grown, we got into new things and we did acquisitions of our own. But when you join a bigger company, like a much bigger company in our case, as a leader, you, you know, there were, it was really important to me to learn what was the priority for the new owners of the company to, to Zillow and to be able to adapt. There have been many things that have changed in what I do on a day-to-day basis. Um, I used to be very close to um, getting involved in individual business agreements with brokers and MLSs. I've had to give up quite a bit of that. And much of it is things that I enjoy doing, but I'm more of a manager now. Um, But at the same time, um, I'm now responsible for brand new things that I wasn't part of before. So being able to adapt and to learn the new environment that you're in for me has been kind of the most important thing to make the job enjoyable and also to kind of grow personally. You know, you can you can get comfortable with something if you do it for long enough. And you might, you know, um, you might lose the passion to find new things to do. So it's been really exciting. I'm not saying that that happened to me, but I'm just saying being part of Zillow has got me into all sorts of new opportunities that weren't there before. It does require you to change, which isn't always easy, but um, but I'm glad that I've been part of the company for the last two years and been part of all the new things that are happening. Yeah. I mean, we've had, you know, similar experiences. Maybe, you know, I was not as um, 
you know, Real Trends is obviously a much smaller company, but when they were acquired by Housingware a couple of years ago, it is just a, a shift in kind of letting go of that um, the the way of doing things before or that old product or that you know being more open to to evolving with everything that you do. Um, you know, it it wasn't a difficult transition for me, but I know for a lot of people it can be a very difficult transition. It's amazing. I mean, in my case, it's not only the new company and it's a large company, but all of my direct reports within six months were totally new people. And the people I reported to, literally on all sides, all new. And But that's also kind of invigorating, isn't it? I mean, when you you do have to go back to basics, but I, I thought about we had a, we've had two companies since Showing Time within Showing Time Plus that joined um, our part of Zillow. And that's been kind of my advice to the leaders of those companies is get in, you know, listen and learn quickly and stay open-minded about things. And there's all sorts of changes that occurred. And then and you're glad after a few months that you didn't immediately come to any conclusions about the new organization when you kind of understand everybody's everybody's role and how that's changed and um, and I think that served served me well, and I think that's been helpful to the other companies that have followed showing time. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to my next question, um, which is an aha moment. Um, you know, I, I find that most leaders have multiple aha moments, and they um, have one though that maybe is a little more impactful than others, where it caused them to rethink the way they were doing things or rethink, um, you know, where they were. Um, what, what has been that biggest aha moment for you? Well, if I think about my career in real estate technology and what were the moments that were most impactful to me, one was early on in showing time where I had another leader that I, I worked with and he told me that in his experience, and he had been around for longer than me. So he's giving me some, I don't know if it was constructive criticism, but he was definitely giving me advice. But he he said, you know, Mike, the the best salespeople are the best listeners. You know, it is pretty common for a sales executive to want to talk about what they do. You know, that we're kind of wired that the more I talk, the more likely they are to want to, you know, purchase our products or sign up for our services, which is the exact opposite of how you should operate. And I learned early on, that was my one of my first aha moments is to try to be the best listener, ask really good questions and to see what the other people say. And I will tell you that I was in a meeting with a team yesterday and we went in and we were making our plan of what we were going to present. We were presenting this new listing showcase product. And my advice to the group was let's ask the customer what they want and focus on them and see what they say, not try to just grab the microphone and explain things. And sure enough, we learned a bunch of things in the meeting about what they wanted, where we were wrong a little bit, or we were a little bit off on what we thought they wanted. And so anyway, that's proven over 20 years to be a probably, at least the one I can think of today, that's an aha moment. And then I guess the other one is, is simply like we talked about a few minutes ago, not being afraid to challenge yourself to learn new things intellectually over time. Um, you know, 
particularly things you don't know already. AI is a great example of that. You know, it's something that a year ago was talked about a little bit, but now it's like so front and center. And Zillow's done a really good job of challenging every leader to try to think about how to incorporate AI in your day-to-day business. And I think that's mostly from the standpoint of like, is there something that you can be doing now that uses AI to free up your time to focus more on high quality things? So that's probably been a more, uh-huh. And I, I can't say that I'm logging into chat GPT, you know, asking questions, but there are little things. There's paperwork and um, organizing of information that if you could press a button to do it and save yourself an hour, you should do that. You know, so I try to spend a little bit of time learning new things whenever I can. So, yeah, I, I you know, and obviously chat GPT goes way beyond just writing, you know, emails or, or things like that. And, and I think there's so much to be discovered um, that people don't even truly understand the capabilities of it just yet. Um and, you know, there are so many different apps out there nowadays, too. So I think that will... And it'll evolve, yes. too, right? It'll, yeah. What we think it is today will be different this time next year because there'll be new innovations that come that we haven't thought of, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so what advice do you have for real estate agents who are right now looking to take their business to the next level? Um, and obviously this is, is not necessarily showing time related. I'm looking for more of the, the things that you've learned from top agents you've worked with who, who, um, you know, have really figured that out. It's a great question, you know, and I'll avoid our products in my answer. Um, but I will say I've gone through three real estate transactions in my life, um, and, the agents that stand out to me the most, and this this is a little bit tied into my comment about being a sales leader, is are the agents who totally focused on their customer. So I we actually had to let one agent go to over the year, like one that we searched for a home, but we could tell, you know, we had a my wife and I, and actually my father in law was having me over that night, and we were talking about are we narrowing in on the objective of buying a home in this particular neighborhood that we were looking at. And did our agent give us a really good plan for that? And um, and in case one, the agent was not. And we felt like we weren't going to get the home that we wanted. And it wasn't a specific home, but like we weren't really progressing towards the goal. And I thought it, it was so relevant to my life that the really successful agents are the ones that focus on the needs of the customer. And what they want in the agent. So we let go of that agent. We went with another one. And I will tell you her name. It's Linda Feinstein. And she's a, a compass agent in Chicago. She's, she was incredible. But she was totally focused on what was important to us. We knew that you know she wants to get a transaction done. And I know from being in the business that the best deals are ones that where you can find a home quickly. And it's, you know, it's not just finding us a home, but doing it quickly so she can work on her next transaction after that. But you couldn't tell that. She was totally focused on us. And it reminded me she was had such good empathy for her customers. She went she spent the extra time to know that it was important to us. And she would bring that up when we were looking. And sure enough, as we went on tours doing showings of homes, we were progressively narrowing in 
and she developed a strategy for us. So my one word to advice that I look for when meeting agents is how much time do they spend asking us what we want and focusing what's important on you know, what she learned from us? Very much like us going into that broker meeting yesterday and not you know, just talking about what we had to offer, but instead, what was the customer looking for? So I think that's what makes agents stand out the most. Um, I hope that we help, you know, is a business solo is particularly focused on the agents that do lots of transactions. And um, so those are the things that I look for. And I hope that's helpful to anybody that, that happens to hear. I think that's really good advice for anyone. Um, say less, basically, is, you know. Um... Yeah, ask smart <laughs> questions and listen, right? Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, so my final question is just what's next for Showing Time Plus? What's what's coming um, down the road and, and what are you looking to enhance and improve and add? Wow, well, I expect, you know, the last two years have been some of the fastest moving of my life with Zillow Group. And I think that the year looking forward will be a lot more of the same. So we um, we have rolled out our new media products. So we've got our listing media services, I think we're up to 33 different markets. So people that follow our business, we acquired a photography network last fall. That team has become heavily integrated in the company. We're growing and getting into new cities. I think we'll be in another five or 10 cities offering photography services before the end of the year. So that's growing rapidly. Um, that Product offering is a component of our new product offering. So the listing showcase product, which we were now, I think we're in over 10 cities. We're going to launch a bunch more before the end of the year. That is rapidly growing and evolving. It's exciting to get feedback that we're getting from the early subscribers. We had a pilot group that were kind of handpick agents in a number of markets. Then we did our, our first two waves of cities. But we're now about two months in and those agents are coming back to us with feedback. And we had our big annual event in Chicago in August, you know, about a month ago. And we were getting early feedback, but we're getting more and more about that now. And it's really, it's nice to hear that some of our assumptions of what we thought would happen for our customers have proven to be the case. Like the agents with Listing Showcase are su successfully using it to compete for new listings. And they're telling us that they love it. So we love that. Um, they do always, as you would hope, offer constructive criticism on little things on how we package our uh, our subscriptions and we're trying to evolve those. So I think for those that are following our new product launches, they'll see how we go to market probably evolve a little bit over the next year. That'll be a big deal. Um, the other thing, we just acquired a, a content media software company, a small one that serves photographers is called Aereo. And Aereo was the software that we use for our photographers to manage their, their content with the agent that they partner with. So if an agent signs up for listing media services um, and they purchase photography, our photographers will manage the activity with those agents. So scheduling the photo shoot, manage, charging them for their services, delivering the photography to them. That is just, the integration of that company has just started. It's been exciting. I'm working with a number of people from that company and we're looking for new ways that we can 
deploy that software product now that we own it um, to benefit all of our customers. And that goes for, you know, customers of Aereo are photographers and we have our own, but then we also have photographers who are not part of Zillow and we want them to be equally happy with the platform. But we're also trying to think of, okay, well, what are the other ways that would be really helpful? Like, um, you know, some MLSs that we work with. So Showing Time sells products and services to MLSs, brokers, teams, and agents. Are there MLSs that can benefit in some way to us owning that platform in a way that we hadn't thought of? So we're starting to have those discussions. So that's brand new. And I think there's going to be, there's likely to be all sorts of new product evolutions over the next year, perhaps, you know, ones that we haven't discussed yet or discovered yet, but um, I think it'll be a really busy year. So people will see us expanding. Um, you'll see more of our appointment center offering. Um, I think you'll see this came up yesterday in that same broker meeting where sometimes customers will use dot loop and showing time, and then they'll express interest in our media products. So it's part of our mission to bundle those. Over time, we're working on a platform so that if a company subscribes to one product and they have an account and a credit card in the system, they don't have a totally separate system for our second product. That's all internal stuff, but it does make a difference to the agent. If they've got to do the same thing three times to buy our three products, but wouldn't it be great if they could go in once and either create a, a profile in our billing system and have it automatically do that for them all on one platform. So that those are the ones that come to mind the most are making our current products do more for our customers and to get them to market, but also to pull our products together in a way that benefits the customer even more. Again, giving them more time for the top things that I think they care about, which are if your management is typically recruiting and helping your agents transact, but if you're agents, it's um, differentiating yourself, making your services stand out among the many agents, helping them win listings and marketing themselves. We'll try to do all of that a lot better over the next year. I think we'll succeed too, by the way. Um, but we and we hear our customers asking for all that stuff. So we feel pretty good that we're on the right track. Well, Mike, uh, thank you so much for joining the Real Trending podcast. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.